Welcome to the Pageantry Podcast. And today's very special Pageantry Podcast guest calling in your Miss Universe 2015 from the Philippines, Pia Wurzbach. Good morning, Pia. Hey, good morning, and you've got the pronunciation of my last name correct on your first try. You know, Pia, <laughs> I, I have practiced that for weeks just to get that right. <laughs> and, I, and I've been watching you ever since the crowning, and I'm so impressed with your professionalism, and I know you're going to have a great year as our Miss Universe. Thank you so much. So we're going to jump right into the question and answer session if you're ready. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Well, let's go back a little bit to December 20th. Okay. The crowning challenge, while not unique, was just on a grander scale and received more notoriety than it probably deserved. Do you feel that there was an overreaction? No, even I was shocked with what happened, but I was very excited, obviously. Something that I've been preparing for for many years now, and I'm very happy that I won. Mm-hmm. And of course, it seemed as if everyone on social media had an opinion. Did you follow that a lot? No, no, of course Excellent. not. Um, I think that it comes with it. Of course, with what happened, some people are going to be upset about it. Even I felt some concern over the feelings of the people who were hurt by the situation. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. It was unintentional. And Steve Harvey apologized already. And I think we've moved on from that. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Another concern that, of course, got a lot of social media play, was the actions or reactions of several delegates from other countries following the correction and you rightfully Mm -hmm. being crowned Miss Universe. Now that we've been afforded some distance, what's your opinion Mm now? Well, I think some girls are just closer to her and then Mm -hmm. some were closer to me. You can't be best friends with all 79 (laughs) girls. And I understand that you know, even at that moment, I the first thing that came into my head, even being the one wearing the crown, was to console her, because that's the. I mean, to me, that was the the initial reaction, my first reaction. So, how I felt after that, that the concern that they showed for her was the same kind of concern that I also felt. So I think everything just happened uh, naturally, and I think that we were all being ourselves during the pageant, and that's it. I think a situation like that really, especially if something you don't expect, really brings out your true personality, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? So, But I think that everybody handled themselves very well, very gracefully, and that's what the pageant is all about, grace under pressure. Mm -hmm. And you handled it gracefully, and again, with such aplomb and professionalism. I congratulate you again on that. You know, as founders of what would be considered the pageant industry, really in the United States, outside, of course, of Miss USA and a couple others, uh, in 1962, I've seen a lot of it. I've been involved with it on television tapings where, you know, there has been a, a challenge with the crowning. And again, congratulations to you. Congratulations, you know, to Fox. Congratulations to the Miss Universe organization on handling it as best as they could under what many would consider a very stressful situation. So, again, congratulations. Thank you so much, and I do hope people continue on following this universe mm-hmm. and following my journey this year, and I hope that we get the same amount of people um, watching the pageant for the next crowning. Oh, I think that's a given. I really do. Yeah. I think that's going to be a given. And I know... Well, that's, a, that's good. 
I know you've been asked this question many times, but you're standing there on stage in front of millions. What's going through your mind when Steve Harvey returned to the stage with the announcement that you were, in fact, Miss Universe 2015? I was very excited. That was the reaction. Of course, I didn't expect it to be that way because you, I mean, I was, wait, usually the winner gets announced when, you know, that, that's not the traditional way of winning. How you win is when you're standing there and there are two bills left and then they call out the winner. But um, with what happened, um, of course, I was uh, surprised, but I was very excited, obviously. This is something that I have been preparing for for years, and the country, my country, has been prepared, waiting for, for 42 years. So it really means a lot to me. As I was walking towards the front of the stage, all I could think about was the Philippines. <laughs> and it has been so many close calls. But going back to Mr. Harvey, how appreciative were you that he invited you and Miss Columbia to his show for the on-air apology? How much did that mean to you? Oh, um, I thought that that speaks a lot about his character. He already apologized to me backstage after the pageant. So for him to invite me to his show to talk about it a little bit more and so that also the viewers could uh, hear his side of the story and how he felt about it. I think it makes him very human, and I've already forgiven him for that, but I thought that it was very, very kind of him to invite us and to apologize and to once and for all fix everything. And, and you said it perfectly, human. We're all human. We all make mistakes. Again, sometimes not, not on as grand a scale. <laughs> yes, but um, that's life lessons for for you, right? For all of us. Exactly. But now it's in the past. Mm -hmm. And you just mentioned 42 years. And after so many close calls, you finally brought the crown of Miss Universe home to the Philippines. And there was a genuine outpouring of relief and an overwhelming celebration. Yeah. How does that make you feel? It was overwhelming, especially when I did my homecoming in the Philippines. I basically felt like a hero. <laughs> uh, it felt like uh, it was very magical. That's when I, it really hit me. That's when I re I realized how big of an impact the pageant or the, the victory made. And uh, more, more than more than just a beauty pageant, I think it serves as an inspiration to other people that you can be from a small town and make it big in the international scene, if you really set your heart into it. Because that's my story. I came from the province. I came from a province that probably not a lot of you know people here has ever heard of. And I just wanted to, I just kept trying. And I had, I was just like a small girl with big dreams. Mm -hmm. I just kept trying. I didn't win right away. It took me three times in Miss Philippines before I got the ticket to join Miss Universe. And nothing ever came easy. Even my life experiences back back home, I mean, I think I know a lot of people know how hard it is, how hard life is in mm -hmm. the Philippines. So more than just being the winner, there's a story to that that... Um, I want to share and that the Filipinos know that's why it's very symbolic. Mm -hmm. 
And of course, three times, that's a testament to your passion, your dedication, and your determination. Yeah. And as you mentioned, there was an outpouring, relief, celebration. Is there a moment during your homecoming that still stands out in your mind that you will never forget? Yes. I remember while doing the parade, we did, uh, the parade was two parts, and it was about six hours long. I never, not one, even for one second, did I feel like I wanted to sit down and just rest, just rest because the adrenaline for six hours, like I just wanted to see everybody. And I remember at one point I saw the expression on this kid's face and he was just so happy to see me. You know, the thing is, they think, Looking at me, they think that they're looking at the most beautiful girl in the world who won the most pre prestigious title from of a beauty pageant. Mm -hmm. But they don't see what I see. What they think that what they see is beautiful, but what I see through my eyes mm -hmm. are is, is much more beautiful. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Is it just my imagination? Or has your media tour following the crowning, it appears to have reached a whole new level and you are seemingly everywhere on every talk show, every news show, every radio broadcast. How's the transition been from Miss Philippines to Miss Universe? Well, it's been great. I think that the fact that I am, uh, I mean, I, I enjoy talking and talking to people. So I think that's a plus. I think that's even after the whole controversy, I think that's what made me still be around the media because I I can converse easily, comfortably in English and then that um, I, I'm relatable to a lot of people. And um, I, I think that's a good thing now that I've transitioned from Philippines to universe and that it's been two months since the pageant, but people still take interest in me. I think that... Uh, I'm doing something right, so hopefully it stays this way till the end of the year. And after that, many more years after that. Many more. You will always be Miss Universe. <laughs> Admittedly, I am jealous that you got to attend the Super Bowl. Ah, the Super Bowl. And what's it like walking onto the field during the biggest event in American sports? I felt, well, I felt very lucky because I know how many people would kill to be in my position at that time. And being so close to the players, watching them warm up before the game and being having the opportunity to talk to them and ask them about, you know, fun things, little things like, do you have any rituals or, or do you have any... Do you have a lucky charm that you bring with you uh, uh, during game day? Or is there a victory dance that you do after <laughs> you guys do a touchdown? Little things like that, you know? Interesting things, because I, I know that they're under a lot of pressure already. I know what it feels like, so to talk about something light. And being being the one to be able to ask them that, I, I thought it was a great privilege. I, I thank Inside Edition for trusting me with the microphone and approaching <laughs> the players in that way. Yeah. And again, I was extremely jealous. Let me ask you this. Did you learn something about the sport that you didn't know before? Um, yeah, actually, honestly, before being in 
invited for the Super Bowl, I was not very aware of. It. I mean, I I know about American football and Super Bowl, especially the halftime show. That's very you know everybody waits for that part of the, the show, even in the Philippines. But the actual sport itself, I had to do my homework. And no kidding, I asked many people to teach me about American football to the point where. I had some pieces of paper with me, like in in my hotel room, of a picture of a fi- of the field, and then w- what the field looks like, and where where the lines are, and how many players are usually on the field each time. So I actually really did do my homework <laughs> so that when I watch the game, I know I understand what's going on, and it helped. Well, congratulations. Let's go back to something a little bit more industry related. Of course, we recently had one of the biggest events. New York Fashion Week, and of course, it would not be complete without an appearance from Miss Universe. Tell us about that. Well, very exciting. My first time. Oh, first time, actually, now that I'm Miss Universe. Uh, it was my first time to attend the New York Fashion Week, and I thought that it was to see the clothes up close is it's an experience. It's different when you watch it on TV and you watch the fashion shows and you see the clothes. I mean, they're nice. Yeah, it's on TV. But when you're sitting there and you're seeing the detailing, mm-hmm. the aesthetics up close, that's when you get a better appreciation of how the clothes are made, mm-hmm. of how how they, they come up with it. Let's talk a little bit about the philanthropic commitments of the Miss Universe organization. You're a spokesperson worldwide. And we have Project Sunshine. Mm-hmm. We have the HIV AIDS awareness yeah. commitment. How involved are you or how involved have you become already? Well, um, now that we've done the homecoming is, is, is finished, the homecoming in the Philippines, and we've done Super Bowl and your fashion week is um, I'm also finished with New York Fashion Week. Now, actually, we get to tap on the, that side of the, the advocacies. Mm-hmm. So this week will be all about a meetings for me anyway, meetings and training and talking to key people who I can partner with so that I can go further with the activities and the events that I can um, help with for my chosen advocacies. Um, HIV AIDS awareness is one of them and just so happened to be also one of the already existing advocacies of this universe so it wasn't very difficult to connect the two and then also we all like what you mentioned Project Sunshine and we also have Smile Chain we also have Court Aid that's relief operations for uh, disaster relief operations so we'll be working with them in, in different periods of time towards uh, as I go through my year because we don't want to go through a week of intense, you know, activities of helping out and then take a dip. We don't want to do that. So we want to segregate everything. So every once in a while I'm doing something so we're balancing everything out. You mentioned before that you're from a smaller town and New York is a world unto itself. Have you settled uh-huh. into the city? Yes, but there's much more to explore. I can't wait for it to get warmer so I can walk around and experience it for myself with my own eyes. No phones, no cameras, just my eyes. I've heard that many times at this time of year. (laughs) I'm sure you have. Yep. And I know that you studied the culinary arts. Have you taken the opportunity to impress your roommates yet? Oh, I 
haven't had the time to even cook myself, you know, anything here because it's just been so busy. But when I get the chance, maybe I'll I'll bake something, some sweets. I'll bring it over to the office mm-hmm. if I get the chance. Oh, I know you will. Why not? I know you will. Do you have a signature dish? A signature dish? Yes. Well, I'm, I enjoy baking very much. So... There is this one recipe that I have that hasn't failed yet so far. Everybody who's <laughs> tried it loved it. It's their um, chocolate cupcakes with peanut butter icing. But the way I do it, it has my signature all over it. <laughs> Nothing else like it. <laughs> and you're going to be sending some down here to Orlando, Florida, to Pageantry Magazine, yes? You know what? I want to go to Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Why not? We Listen, like New York, we've had our cold weather unseasonable this year but we are getting back into the 70s this week so it's going to be a great weekend Uh talking about new york talking about your roommates when i was watching you and olivia on stage together it was like a bond a true sisterhood am i correct in that oh yeah um because prior to that night you know, you approach girls and then you introduce yourself, you talk to them and you see who you can connect with. Of course, not everybody can speak English, so you try to speak to as many as you can. Immediately, we had a lot of things in common because, like her, she also joined many pageants before. Mm-hmm. And we relate to each other in that, in that way. And also because we were the same age, almost the same age. So... Some of the girls were much younger in the pageant, and, you know, they're, they're more playful, and um, they talk about, they have other interests, but uh, with me and her, we were kind of the more mature ones during the pageant, so we got along right away. Excellent. I'm happy to hear it because you're together for several more months here. Mm-hmm. Looking forward, what do you hope to accomplish as Miss Universe? Well, looking forward, I hope that I can revamp the whole image of Miss Universe. I want to take out that thinking that beauty queens are stiff, like we're manufactured, like like we have a certain look. But um, I want to show that there's diversity in being a Miss Universe, that a Miss Universe is not just somebody who's pretty, who you'll never catch, you know, wearing normal clothes or being uh, makeup-free or having a laugh. I want to show them that we're we're human just like everybody else and there's a story to tell and then also that we can be your friend we're we're we're, I want to show them that we're relatable people like we're approachable and that there's really no reason for them to think of us like queens Mm -hmm. literally that's an amazing (laughs) answer yeah. In fact, you used my word approachable. I was thinking that when you were speaking. I'm like, you're approachable. You're Miss Universe, but you're also Pia Wurzbach. Mm-hmm. You're in New York. Exactly. No makeup, yeah. walking down the street. I can't imagine that, but uh, we'll see how exactly. that goes. <laughs> and, I, and I like that when people call me Pia instead of, hey, Miss Universe. But when they say, hi, Pia, you know, I find that, to me, that's better. Because then they know me as me, not as my title. Mm-hmm. Of course, with the title comes a lot of responsibility and honor, and I'm, I'm all for that. But on a personal level, it feels good to be known for who you are mm-hmm. rather than what you are. And I concur wholeheartedly. You're going to travel a lot this year. 
and you know, mm-hmm. you're only two months in and there's a lot ahead of you. Is there a country that you would like to visit that would possibly be on your bucket list? Oh, yeah. You know, I've always wanted to visit Italy because I'm a Catholic. I want to visit Vatican City. I also want to go to Santorini in Greece. I wouldn't mind visiting, um, well, some of them are in Europe just because I haven't really been around Mm -hmm. that area so much. Mm -hmm. And Turkey. I also want to visit Turkey one day. I hear that it's it's like east meets west, apparently, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to see that for myself. Perfect. As a stylist and lifestyle writer for a Philippine newspaper, are you going to be sending in any remote editorials, or is that on hold? Well, for the ones, <laughs> because when I was doing that in the Philippines, I used to style myself or do the makeup myself, or the writing was all done by me as well. But for now, everything has to be approved by Miss Universe, obviously. So if I'm ever going to do any of that, it would have to uh, go through Miss Universe. But I have been thinking about it. You know, I, I've i been thinking of sharing my story or sharing some stories through other means, like maybe writing a book or or a blog. You know, I, I I don't have a concrete platform yet on how I'm going to do it, but uh, it's there. The idea is there. I'm, I'm thinking about it. It'll and come along. And of course, after all these years of partnering with Miss Universe, I know how that works, but let's see if we can maybe get them to have you send something into pageantry. How about that? I like a lifestyle blog. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Perfect. How can fans follow you throughout the year? Well, we're very active on social media, so all they have to do is follow our Instagram account, that's at Miss Universe, and my personal Instagram account as well, at Pia Wurzbach, also on Facebook and Twitter, and every once in a while we do Periscope, Snapchat, I am enjoying Snapchat too much, so so they should (laughs) definitely follow us on Snapchat as well, that's Miss Universe Org. So we're available in almost every um, social media platform, mm-hmm. and I and I think that they should just follow us. So they'll, they'll be in the loop, definitely. And we always want to be in the loop. Yeah. Do you have any parting thoughts for our readers and listeners? Is there anything that you would like to cover that possibly I didn't touch upon today? Yes, I think that for the people who are listening, it's it's very. I mean, they're hearing the story and they saw what happened during the pageant night and and this and that. But um, I would like for them to start thinking about getting involved with nonprofit organization or having social responsibility, being more active, doing something, just trying it out for a little bit, see how they feel about it. Because I'm telling you, it's very addicting. Mm-hmm. Once you do like a little bit, something that's very close to your heart, helping out, the feeling that you get out of it, it's like, it's like good karma. It's its just a mm-hmm. very close feeling. So if you can, if you're listening right now and you can, and there's something in your head that you have an idea of, anything that you would like to get involved with, please try it and see how it goes. You mm-hmm. don't have to be a beauty queen to help other people. Definitely not. And that's one of the foundations of this industry, the community service. Uh, giving yep. a, of ourselves unto others. And a lot of people say underneath our outward appearance, we're all brothers and sisters, and we should all help each other. Yes, 
no matter where you're from, what religion you are, what your ethnicity is, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And we agree. And today's very special pageantry podcast guest, once again, Miss Universe 2015, Pia Wurzbach. Pia, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to visit with us today. Of course. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you very much. We wish you the best throughout the year. We'll be keeping up with you. And if there's anything you need, please feel free to contact us anytime here at Pageantry Magazine. Again, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.